listening to the Refinery Church Podcast. Each message comes from our Saturday night service in Brea, California. We pray these messages will build your faith and encourage you today. Let's get started with our new series called Juicy Fruit. I thought it would be good if everyone had a little juicy fruit gum of their own. Now for me, this is a taste of childhood right here. What's that? Are we sponsoring it? <laughs> this is our sponsor. Yes, sponsor, sponsoring this series, Juicy Fruit. This is a taste of child. I want everybody that is okay. I mean, some of you don't like gum, so you don't have to do this. But if you feel comfortable doing this, I want to encourage you, take a piece of gum right now and, and go ahead and start to chew it. Oh, you already did? Okay. Well, go ahead. Because I want to ask you a question. What fruit is it tasting like? That's the test. Open it up. What kind of fruit is it? So go ahead and chew it for a minute. Go ahead and chew it. Mm-hmm. Who didn't get any gum? We want to make sure y'all get some gum. Juicy fruit gum. Okay, so while you're chewing it, while you're thinking about the flavors, go ahead and kind of breathe in through your nose, kind of like you would wine, you know, taste it. Breathe. What is the bouquet there? What kind of fruit is that? Let me give you a little history on juicy fruit gum. William Wrigley created this gum over 125 years ago in 1893, and it hasn't changed much at all. The shape and the taste are exactly the same as it was in 1893. Actually, William Wrigley, the reason he created uh, the gum was he was selling baking soda, and he was trying to figure out how can he move the baking soda a little bit better. So he attached a package of gum to the baking soda, hoping it would sell the baking soda a little bit better. People stopped asking for the baking soda and said, hey, could you give me some of that gum that you were giving out for free? And so lo and behold, he discovered by accident, he discovered a new product that would go on to make him millions. This became the number one, actually it was the first brand of the Wrigley brand. It became the number, which in just a few years became the number one gum sold worldwide, is still one of the most popular gums throughout the world, 125 years later, still one of the most popular gums around the world. So back to our question. What does it taste like? Give me, give me some ideas. What kind of fruit do you taste? Dennis, what kind of fruit? <laughs> He's reading the packaging. Fruit, artificial. Okay, good. It's not real fruit. How's that? We got that. But what does it taste like? What does it remind you of? Somebody give me a guess. What kind of fruit does it taste like to you? Banana. banana. Anybody kind of taste a little hint of Banana. All right, all right. Matter of fact, that's interesting you'd say that because if you do a Google search, that's the number one recommended flavor is, is banana. All right, so that's pretty good. Uh, other flavors, because it's not just banana. There's another flavor that's mixed in there. Yeah. Apple. apple. You taste a little apple in there, kind of the sweetness of it. Okay. Somebody else? Strawberry? You taste a little strawberry? Orange? You taste some orange? Yeah, okay. Some of your taste buds are screwed up, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> tastes like strawberry to me, tastes like orange to me, tastes like a steak to me. I don't know what you're talking about. Right? Somebody else, kiwi. Anybody ever tasted jackfruit? You know what jackfruit is? It's like the size of a watermelon. It's giant. You cut it open, it has little yellow pods in the inside. It actually is most flavored like jackfruit and banana combined. That's what they, the makers say. But it's a highly secret, uh, traded secret. Uh, most of the guesses are banana. Some people think peach. And others have identified the jackfruit. But whatever the name is, whatever flavor you think it is, 
The name is intended to remind you of something juicy and something fruity. Uh, the official flavor is called Tutti Frutti. Yeah, Tutti Frutti. It's not a real fruit, but it's a made-up kind of fruit. This combination of fruits called Tutti Frutti. In the same way that Wrigley wanted to create something that reminded others of fruit, God created you and me to be juicy fruit. He created you and me to be like juicy fruit. Not the gum, but he created you and I to be like fruit. That's the way, that's the way we're designed Matter of fact, if we go all the way back to the beginning, in the book of Genesis, chapter 1, we see that humanity was made extraordinary. When compared to all of creation, humanity was unique in many ways. As a matter of fact, we see in the book of Genesis, chapter 1, that God speaks everything into existence. And he says, it's good. It's good. It's good. He, he, after five days of creating, God looks over all that he had created, the, the majesty in the, of the mighty Rockies, the power and the beauty of the Pacific Ocean, the, the sky and the land, the sea and the animals and the birds and the fish. And the Bible says that he saw it and it was good. Then came day six. Day six. And God wasn't done just yet. You see, he saved the best for last. The finale to the ultimate artist's awesome composition was to be the creation of humanity, the crowning jewel of all that he had created. We see there in Genesis chapter 1 the story of God creating humanity. Take a look on the screen with me as I read. Here's what it says. It says, then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, and all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them both. Then God blessed them and said, here it is, be fruitful and multiply. Everybody say, be fruitful. God commands and says, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Then God said, look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. And I have given every green plant as food for all the wild animals, the birds in the sky and the small animals that scurry along the ground, everything that has life. And that is what happened. Verse 31, then God looked over all he had made and he saw that it was what? Very Very good. You've probably heard this before, that God makes all of creation, and it says that he saw that it was good. But then once he creates humanity, and later on it says in chapter 2 that he actually breathed the breath of life into humanity, that now it's very good. Creation was now very good because of the presence of this extraordinary being called a human, a man and a woman. And interestingly, if you notice there, he spoke all of creation into existence with his words. 
His words are powerful. He speaks and things happen. He speaks and life busts forth. Enough power to cause matter to form and to gather together into organisms. Excuse me. Wow, I was trying to hold that back. It just worked its way right out there. Whew, juicy fruit. We'll have to edit this, James, off of the podcast, please. Enough power in his words to cause light and life to spring forth. Then he uses those words to give humanity, us, you and I, our first command, our first directive. Before there were any laws, any rules, any regulations, any guideline, he simply says, be fruitful and multiply. Go. I created you to be fruitful. Now go. He speaks. And here's what's interesting. Nothing happened right away. See, he said, let there be light, and there was light. He said, let the, let the seas teem with fish, and there were fish. But when he says to humanity, be fruitful and multiply, nothing happened immediately. You see, for God gave a directive to humanity. This time, rather than a command for something to happen, he gave us some power. He says, now you be fruitful and multiply. And the process of being fruitful began. He gave us the directive and the responsibility to be fruitful. Everybody say, be fruitful. Be fruitful. fruitful. We see in the conclusion in verse 31, the Bible records that God saw that it was very good. Very good. Because he had created this unique individual, this unique being, to do something that he himself would do to be fruitful and multiply, to create, to love and be loved, to be able to demonstrate love like AJ was talking about, to to be loving, not just be filled with love. You see, we're not meant to live an ordinary life. Your life is not intended to be just like a little plant out there that grows and then the heat comes and it dies and it never really makes a huge impact. You are uniquely formed and knit together in your mother's womb, made on purpose and for a purpose to be fruitful. Come on, say be fruitful. fruitful. He never intended you to simply exist. He created a fly that is born and lives and dies within 48 hours, not truly impacting humanity in any way. Maybe in a small way, he, that little fly must serve some sort of purpose, I'm sure, but not like you. A being that has the breath of God inside of them, a being that has been commanded to be fruitful and multiply. God made you to live life. God made you to be fruitful. Say, be fruitful. He made us to be that way, fruitful, productive, abundant, a life that is giving. In the next few weeks, we're going to talk about what it means to be fruitful and why it's so important. You see, the fruit of a tree is intended to grow and then to be 
a blessing or to be nourishment for someone somewhere. We saw right there in those verses that God said, I've given you every seed-bearing plant and every fruit tree for, for food. In essence, God was giving an example. He says, you be fruitful and multiply. Oh, by the way, all these fruit trees are for you to have food. In essence, he's saying, you're going to be fruitful, so you're going to provide something for someone somewhere in the same way that this tree provides food for you. You see, your fruitfulness isn't just about you going, oh, look how fruity I am. That probably wouldn't be taken very well. But look at the fruit in my life. I'm so proud of my fruit. God says, no, 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 no. I want you to be fruitful and multiply so that you can be a blessing to others. That fruit is intended to bless others. We're going to talk about that in the next few weeks up and coming. But something happened, and this is going to be the summary of my introduction tonight. Something happened very, very soon after God gives them this command. Be fruitful and multiply. Go. He gives them one rule. In that beginning time, he says, now, of all the trees in the garden, you can eat of its fruit, but of one tree I don't want you to eat, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. One rule, one command. Be fruitful and multiply. Don't mess with that tree. It's all Adam and Eve had to do. They could do anything they wanted. One rule, one command. Would have been nice to live in a time when there was only one rule and one command, right? I mean, you walk out this door, there's a thousand rules. Don't make sure you stop at the red light, go at the green light, right? There's a rule. Put the seatbelt on when you get in the car, that's a rule. Don't cross the street if the light is, you know, the little man is stop, the hand is up. I mean, there's rules, there's thousands and thousands of rules we have every single day, but back then, Adam and Eve, one rule, one command. Be fruitful, multiply, don't eat of that tree. And these idiots... The one stinking rule, they had to go and break it, which affects all of us today. I say idiots. I probably would have done the same thing because I'm a flawed human just like they were. Through disobedience, sin enters into humanity, separating us from our creator. And it caused humanity to begin to groan. All of humanity begins to groan. And after some time, humanity lost sight of who they were and what they were created to do. Instead of being fruitful, humanity began to grow violent. So God sets in motion a plan to bring humanity back to the place that he called them to in the beginning, a fruitful place. Jump forward a few thousand years. A man by the name of Jesus comes on the scene Jesus Christ, a Jewish rabbi, an itinerant preacher, a radical, somebody different, something different about him. He speaks with words a message of hope. And when he speaks, miracles take place. Similar to somebody else who spoke thousands of years ago and stuff happened. He spoke like one of God, one from God, for he was God in the flesh. And we read him saying these words in John chapter 10, verse 10. He says, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. You know what that is? Fruitful. Abundant fruitfulness. 
Jesus reiterates why he came and what our purpose was to be. A life lived abundantly. Not mediocre, not ordinary, not just surviving, but thriving, fruitful. It's what you were designed for. It's what you were created to be. Jesus made it possible for us to return to God's original intent to be fruitful, to be abundant, to be extraordinary. Can I pause here for just a minute and then I'm going to wrap up. Let's just thank God. Thank you, God, for Jesus Christ. For those of you in this room right here, right now, maybe you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Would you just thank God for Jesus Christ who gives you that ability to live a life on purpose and for a purpose, not a life of ordinary, but a life of extraordinary, a life of, of thriving, not just surviving. Thank you, Jesus that I can know life abundantly. Would you thank him right now? Take this moment to acknowledge that you can experience a fruitful life thanks to Jesus Christ. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed and nobody looking around just for this moment, never, you've, maybe you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior and you want a life that's worth living. You want to experience abundance. You want to experience a life that's fruitful. Jesus Christ makes it possible. Just simply say yes to Jesus tonight. You guys can look back up here. Jesus himself, when he was here on earth, he relates a lot of his teachings to trees and fruit. Well, I know why. Because he was God in the flesh. And when God first spoke to Adam and Eve, he gives an illustration of a tree and says, now be fruitful like a tree to humanity. Well, his story didn't change. His message didn't change. His, his method didn't change. He comes to earth in the form of a human named Jesus Christ, and he says to humanity, be like a tree. Matter of fact, right here on the screen in Matthew chapter 12, verse 33, and Luke chapter 6, verse 43, Jesus says, the tree is known by its fruit, as he's referring to those who call him Lord. He says, a tree is known by, a fruit, by its fruit. An apple tree produces apple trees. Orange trees produce orange trees. Later on, he would be walking along in Mark chapter 11, and he would see a fig tree that had no fruit. And he actually cursed the tree, said, now you will never bear fruit. Now, some would think, that's so mean, he cursed a tree. But it was to be an illustration to show all of those who were following him, hey, that tree was made to bear fruit. It should be bearing fruit. See, we were made to be fruit bearing. We were made to be productive. And God's desire is that you would be. John chapter 15, uh, Jesus even illustrates that he is like a vine and we are like the fruit of that vine. Constant referencing Jesus makes to fruitfulness. Spiritually speaking, we are to be fruit makers. And over the next four weeks, I want to camp out on what does it mean to be fruitful. That this isn't just some interesting phrase that God gave at the beginning of time. If it is the first thing that God said, don't you think it's important? Yeah. 
It's the first thing he says to humanity, all of humanity, and set the course moving forward. And then Jesus comes on earth and tries to bring people back. Hey, be fruitful, be fruitful. You see, physical fruit is the outward demonstration of what's going on inside of this tree. This is an avocado tree, by the way, if, if you're wondering what I'm pointing to here. This is our avocado tree. This is our refinery avocado tree. We're taking care of it. We're watering it. We're fertilizing it. We're taking care of its roots. We're, we're waiting. I can't wait to eat the avocado that comes off this. We're going to have a giant party for the first avocado that comes off this. We're going to make guacamole, and everybody's going to get a little tiny bit of guacamole, and we're going to celebrate. The fruit is the outward demonstration of what's going on inside, physically speaking. Spiritually speaking, there should be an outward evidence of what's going on inside of you. There should be something demonstrated. And so for the next few weeks, I want to talk about the fruit that you can expect in your life, spiritually speaking. The Bible categorizes it and clarifies it. Take a look really quickly as I wrap up. Our theme verse for the next four weeks comes from Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 24, says this, when the Holy Spirit controls our lives, he will produce this kind of fruit. There it is again, referencing to fruit. But this kind of fruit is what? Love, say it with me, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. This is the fruit that should be demonstrated in our lives. This is the kind of thing that you should be expecting when you say yes to Jesus. A life with this kind of fruit being produced is a life of significance. It's a life of fulfillment. It is an abundant life. The lottery won't get you this. Sorry. Fame won't get you this. The successful career won't get you this. Peace, when you lay down at night and go, okay, I'm good. Joy, not happiness. Happiness is fleeting. I'm talking about joy in the midst of a storm being able to go, that's okay, I'm gonna make it. Joy. Love, joy, peace, patience. Oh my goodness, we could use some of that fruit in this world. Patience, especially driving down the 91 or the 405 or the 57 or wherever you drive. Kindness, wouldn't it be nice if we had a world that showed this kind of fruit? I'm praying every day, Lord, may our politicians have this kind of fruit in their life. Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and here's a good one, self-control. Every time I open that refrigerator and I see that half a gallon of ice cream, God, I need the fruit of self-control right now. And God promises that you'll have it. See, that's what we're gonna camp out on for the next few weeks. What kind of fruit do you see in your life? What kind of fruit do you wanna see in your life? How about others? When they say, Bob, Marlene, Eric, Nick, Christina, Christina, Christina. <laughs> when others say that about those people, what do they see? Do they see fruit? Do they see frustration? Do they see fruit? Or do they see fear? Do they see fruit? Or do they see fanaticism? 
Do they see fruit? What do they see? See, I feel many churches today, and this is my closing. I went a little long today, but we have family business to do. I see a lot of churches focus on giftings, spiritual gifts, and that's wonderful. Spiritual gifts are great, and a lot of churches focus on that because there's a lot of spotlights that are put on spiritual gifts, and I'm going to encourage us in spiritual gifts. Those are good, but as a church, I think we need to be celebrating spiritual fruit as well as the spiritual gifts, maybe even more so. Because you see, this kind of fruit is character. See, we live in an entertainment-driven society where the spotlight is always put on those with giftings. But what about those with character? What about those with faithfulness? What about those with gentleness? What about those who are loving? We're gonna shine the spotlight for the next four weeks on fruitfulness, spiritual fruitfulness. Because Jesus himself said in Matthew chapter seven, verse 20, by their fruit, you shall recognize them. I want to be recognized by this kind of fruit. I want to be juicy fruit. Thank you for listening. For more information, check out our website at wearerefinery.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram at wearerefinery. God bless.